Laney. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. Two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Hey, Laney. Here we are in your kitchen. Yes, Laura Beth, we have sat at this table many times, but never for this purpose. We're treading new waters. I know. I'm so excited. I know you are as well. Today we are launching episode number one of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Steel Magnolias. And it was a fabulous movie, but we picked this name based on the concept Mm -hmm. of a steel magnolia. And that concept is what that movie was named for. And that's having the femininity of a magnolia, which is very much a southern tree and flower, but also the fortitude of steel that you've faced hard things and been through some stuff, which most of us have. So just having that balance of Southern grace and courage in adversity. Yeah. And that can go for men or women. That's so true. Yeah. So we love the name. We love it where it doesn't get used a lot, but we're bringing it back. So we are excited to have you join us. Now, we know, state the obvious, probably the first group of listeners we will have on this podcast will be friends of ours and, of course, our mom and dad. That's right. (laughs) But we wanted to make sure that our listeners know we're sisters, first and foremost. We love to hang out with one another, but what makes us interested in this topic? Well, we're native Southerners, native Tennesseans, and native Nashvilleans. And that is a little unique these days. Yeah, you will see definitely. cars with local native bumper stickers. I have not gone as far as to go <laughs> put one of those on my car yet, but they're few and far between. So yeah. while Nashville is booming, um, many friends from Washington and California that have made this their home. And we want to help acclimate those that are moving here, those that are new to the area, Um, Even those that didn't grow up here, um, even if you've been here a while and you're interested in what the South is all about, traditions, hospitality, culture, etc. We love all things Southern. Yeah, we want to help give you the lay of the land. And we care a lot about preserving good family values and traditions. And, you know, nowadays it's pretty rare for there to be several generations all living close by in the same city and we don't even have several generations here in our city but we care about these um, preserving things and one way that we're going to be intentional about preservation is through this podcast well we mentioned we were at the kitchen table but i do mean literally Literally. we're at my kitchen table (laughs) and laura beth thank you for bringing an appetizer well if you don't know what to bring to a gathering, even if it's just over at your sister's house. Uh, the safest bet would be pimento cheese. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we have a batch of pimento cheese, and today we're eating it with um, some crackers, and we also have some celery here. So um, my favorite, actually, is a grilled pimento cheese sandwich. Ooh, yeah. And on a rainy day like today, I thought about doing that, but this was much easier uh, to bring, so... I can't get enough of pimento cheese. My recipe is very simple. I use Duke's mayonnaise, which is my preferred mayonnaise of choice. It's a good one. And, of course, pimentos. um, I shred 
my cheese. Yes, that's a very important step. Don't buy already shredded cheese. Do not. You have to shred your own cheese. So buy the block of cheese, shred it right before you're ready to make it. What kind of cheeses do you use? Um, I usually just do sharp cheddar. Okay. Uh, I've done extra sharp before and I've done both. Uh-huh. But if I'm going to just do a small batch and just be doing one kind of cheese, I usually do sharp. Okay. What do you do? You've probably got I some like varieties. To do, I'm, I like the extra sharp and sharp mix. Okay. So that's just my preference. Yeah. And I'm also a texture person. So mm-hmm. one thing I like to do if I have it is to roast some pecans and put in there. It's a little different, but um, I started the first time I made that. I had gotten the recipe from Southern Living. It was called their favorite pimento cheese. And I thought, well, goodness, I'm going to classic try putting those pecans in there. And I like it. So that's good. Well, uh, we'll probably put our recipes up on the website, stillmagnoliaspodcast.com. And you can check that out if you are interested in making a batch of your own. But you know, you can't start a Southern podcast without addressing the number one <laughs> food choice of us Southerners, which is some pimento cheese. Also, uh, I know we have uh, had friends and family out in California that couldn't find pimento cheese anywhere. That's so true. if we've got any West Coast listeners, um, we'll have to... You might be salivating. Yes, and we'll get our recipes up so you can make it at home. That's it's not right. in your store. Well, transitioning from pimento cheese, well, we're going to actually leave it on the table and continue munching on it. (laughs) But the South is known for hospitality, and what better opportunity than the holidays to open up your home and be hospitable. So we are so excited because this episode, we're going to focus on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, that first Thanksgiving, I mean, we don't know a lot of details about what all that looked like, but we do know that they were counting their blessings. Those people had been through great hardship and lots of death, and um, they were sitting down to celebrate the, the blessings around them. And that's still our purpose today. It's true. Yeah. So keep that in mind um, when we're doing this gathering. When conversations get hard. That's right. I think it's so important to also be mindful of the people in your life that might not have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hospitality is all about um, making more room at the table. Yeah. And just as we were talking about before, there's a lot of people who don't have family around them anymore. Or maybe they can't afford to fly their whole family to across the country to visit. Right. It's a short holiday. Yeah. most people get Thursday off. That's they could be back to work on Friday, especially perhaps. if you're retail. You're oh, for sure goodness. back. You, actually, you may, you may be, be on, working Thursday. on Thursday. That's a whole yeah. other That's a Yeah, that's topic. a different episode. But yeah, if you've got... You know, let's say three days off, that's not time to do a whole lot. So think about the people in your life that you might want to even, you know, just include them in making room at your table with your family and inviting them in. Yeah. Lainey, you were actually the first person in our family to mention inviting other people outside of the family to Thanksgiving. Mm. I was like, um, what do you mean? Why? why What are we doing? We're doing Thanksgiving. A little different, but it's true. It's I think important. that's a special thing to include those people, chosen family members. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about what you can do if you find yourself uh, being invited to someone else's home. So what can you do uh, for your host? 
A good, good question. Well, first off, I would say just number one, ask if you can bring a dish. Oh, obviously. That's, yeah. yeah, that's minimum. Bring, yeah. Contribute in some way to um, the meal. You know, different hosts and hostesses are different. Some people are very much control freaks and want it to look the way they want it to look. I'm laughing because... I have certain dishes that I don't want to divvy out to anybody else because I want it made my way, and that <laughs> is including the sweet potatoes and cranberry sauce. But Which, by the way, I need your sweet potatoes recipe yes. because this will be my first Thanksgiving uh, going over to my in-law's home. So as a newlywed, I've had several Thanksgivings that we've done here, but I'll be... Going into a yeah. new home as well, and so I need your sweet potato recipe. I can do that. That's what I signed up to yes, bring. Yes, we have to share her this year. That's a little bit hard when marriages happen. You have to share your people. But I'm yeah. excited. He's in, you're in a good family. That's too. true. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm sure I'll have fun things to report on a Midwestern Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. So if you've whether you've asked and they've said yes, you should bring something. Here's some ideas. Um, whether you're bringing something or not, in terms of the actual meal, what do you think about? In addition to that, do you still bring a host gift? I mean, you know, use your judgment and, and you know your budget and you know your av- availability, but I think it's wonderful to bless your host with yeah. something if you're able. They've spent a lot of time cleaning and making preparations of it's true. setting the table, which yeah. we'll talk about that later too, but it takes quite a bit of work even it's before true. the guest arrives. So if you can bless them with a little treat, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. You, you know... It doesn't have to be a expensive bottle Absolutely of wine. Absolutely not. If you can do that, great. Do Last it. year, I brought Lainey since she hosted uh, salt oh, and pepper I shakers. Love it. The salt and pepper shakers, like the vintage like the pilgrims. pilgrims. So um, sweet. And you know, I didn't have to put a lot of money in that, but it was obviously fitting for the season. Um, and I'll use it every year and think about it every year. Exactly. I have them literally sitting in my gravy boat because I pretty oh, much fun. only use the gravy boat. It's true. Mostly at Thanksgiving. So that's where they're sitting. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I think it's wonderful. If, if this is somebody's home you're in often and you've noticed something they don't have, yeah, that's right. a great thing to Thoughtful. bring. Yeah. I have a funny story of going to a friend's house with a bottle of wine one time. She wasn't much of a wine drinker. Did not have a corkscrew. Oh my gosh. I know who you're talking about. So the oh, next yes. time I went yeah. to her house, that was my hostess gift was a corkscrew. That's Maybe awesome. Maybe that was actually for me since she doesn't have a lot of wine. But awesome. I figured that would be a good thing for her kitchen to have. Well, and when you bring something that's intended to be a host gift, don't expect them to use it as part of the meal. So that's for right. instance, if you're bringing wine... You might think it goes great with the meal, but they might have something else planned or they might want to save that for themselves. I mean, if it's a gift for them, then they should be able to use... They may open it, but ...the gift when they want to. That's right. So don't exactly set it out and, you know, start opening it. That might not be their intention. That's um, right. And, oh, one thing I would also add that's very important is you don't want to add to the to-do list of your host or hostess. So true. So... She, he or she is going to be pretty busy with cooking, especially when cooking things have to be um, timed for heating purposes and things. So if you're going to bring flowers, which is a wonderful 
gift to bring a hostess. They need to already be in a vase or in a little pot. Yes. Something. Because if you come in and now she's in the she's middle of frying something and she's got to find a vase. stems. No. Hard. That's, the that's sink is not enough. really a blessing. Yeah. You want to bless her so or, or him. So bring that thing ready Agreed. to be set on the table. Agree. <laughs> Any other ideas for host gifts? I think, um... I think candles are always a good mm-hmm. idea. If the, if it's somebody you know that likes to burn candles, yep. that's a sweet one. Neutral scents are best. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you know what Unless they love. Unless you know for yeah. sure they love a certain scent. Yeah. Um, and then I think even kitchen things like tea towels can be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. But, nice chocolates or especially oh, if you've yeah. traveled in from somewhere else. Something, something regional local cute. or regional. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, grab some coffee from your area or some chocolates or, you if know. If you're from Vermont, bring me some maple syrup. Yes. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a sweet way to acknowledge the, the work that your host has done. So if you do find yourself hosting, you've got a lot to plan for. One of the things to plan for would be how to set your table, yeah. what that's going to look like. So, Lainey, I feel like this is a place where you do really, really well. Oh, so, I'm going to let you talk about your approach to setting the table. Okay. Well, I think number one is you want to use your best. A lot of people are always saving things for a special occasion. Now's the time to pull out the yep. best you have, yep. whatever that is. Um, be intentional. This is a fall holiday, mm-hmm. so you can go run that direction. Um, one of the first things you've got to do is put down some kind of a tablecloth. If you have nice linen tablecloths, put that out today. Mm-hmm. If, if you're going the route of using some kind of paper, cause there's some beautiful paper it even really out is. there, you can, uh, just be intentional. If it, it should be something Thanksgiving or fall or, yeah. um, if you happen to live in Franklin on main street, there is a beautiful shop uh, Hester and Cook. Yes. They have beautiful paper. Yes. Table runners, placemats, yes. lovely things. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is just, I would say, the time when you pull out the good stuff. Yes. Whatever is best. Um, you're going to want to have some kind of seasonal fresh flowers or seasonal items on the table yep. just to kind of set the mood. That can be sheaves of wheat or... I'm looking at several gourds that Lainey I, has. Yeah, I found Beautiful. a little bag of gourds at the grocery. It was several, about eight of them in a bag for two ninety nine. great. Really cute. Just put those out. I, one thing I like to do when I'm thinking through flowers or anything on the table, you don't want anything that's too high because it's going to block who you're across from. True. So you want it to stay pretty low. Um, but yeah, you can even pull things from your yard or your, you know, pine cones. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, magnolia, magnolia, if you're in the South. Beautiful for decorating. So it's not necessarily about the budget. It's just about being intentional to find fall things. Candles can be pretty, particularly if you don't have a yes. lot of kids around the table. Candles are great. Um, in fact, many people have a separate kids table mm-hmm. and you're going to want that to be, you know, things that won't Fun. matter if they yep. hit the floor yep. or if they want to have crayons and draw on a yep. brown on paper. Brown yeah. That's a great idea. Give them something to do while they're sitting at the table. So, so yeah, I just think it's an important time to, um, think through what's the best that I have. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
Um, can I talk about the table setting? Absolutely. Because I actually struggle with this. <laughs> I don't know why. I cannot keep it straight on which side the fork and the knife go on. I'm Southern. <laughs> I should know this. Um, but I have been reading a new book. Reese Witherspoon put a book out called Whiskey in a Teacup. And in the book, she has a chapter where she talks about hosting parties. And there is a table setting section and I believe I now have a breakthrough in how to remember which side the fork and the knife go on. So she says, for those of you who struggle with this, you can use the acronym FORKS, where the dinner plate is the O. Okay. So F-O. fork, O for plate, knife for knife, spoon. And then she concludes and says, yes, I know that spells F-O-K-S. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's close enough to the word forks. And that makes sense to me. So, um, the other thing, which this is probably far more formal than most people will be setting their table. But if you do, there is a good way to remember, um, which side the bread go, the bread plate goes on. And what you can do is, um, let's see, it says with each of your hands, make the okay sign. So if you know what the okay sign looks like, okay. if you're making that with both of your hands, your left hand looks like a B. Uh-huh. So that's where your bread plate's going to be. And the, your right hand looks like a lowercase d uh-huh. for drink. So that's how that's you helpful. can distinguish that. So that really helped me. That's wonderful. Um, actually, that whiskey in a teacup book is precious. I'll probably be mentioning other things um, from that book because it's... Uh, talks about what growing up in the south taught me about life love and baking biscuits so, how cute very good book. yeah reese um is a proud southerner she is now she had a pretty privileged i think upbringing with uh, <laughs> she, she did a harpeth hall girl <laughs> and probably had lots of lovely dishes That's to pull true. out yeah at thanksgiving but yeah my my whole point was just pull out the best you have if you have heirloom linens and dishes um now today that would be the day to use it is yep. Thanksgiving. That's so, okay. um, silver. If you have silver that mm-hmm. you're able to pull out, do it. Yeah, life is short. Enjoy That's those right. pretty use dishes. The silver. <laughs> um, another thing I like to mention is place cards. Um, mm-hmm. I think it makes people feel. Um, just like, very welcomed like and they important. Were expected. You, like were you were expected. expecting me. You made a specific yeah. place at the table for me. Doesn't That's have good. to be super intricate, but you know, you can use little cardstock and yep. make your own many, um, creative ways to do that. But I think that's a sweet thing to have on your table are the place cards. And I think that's really helpful in thinking through conversations Mm. as well, who you're putting next to each other. Um, So important, really important. And, you know, again, let's keep in mind, this is about counting our blessings, enjoying one another This is the time, you know, don't let political differences keep you from gathering with your family. I know that that can be very difficult when people think differently, but put that aside. This is a time of getting to know each other better, enjoying um, who we are and the freedom we have to gather. So don't let that stuff keep you from from gathering. And a few more tips just on... um, conversation. Yeah. I think it's important to engage those who are more introverted 
questions. Yes. Ask questions. Get everybody talking. Yes. Um, you can use table topics even if yeah, you need. I mean, that's, a, that's a game. But absolutely. If you as the host don't have ideas of questions to throw out, get a game. You know, like that's right. Or it's full of good, look up good things ideas. ahead of time and yeah. you know write them down or put them in your phone or. I have a couple of articles that I kept from years ago. I think this one's 2005. That's just getting to know you. Some great questions when you're gathering with your family. Um, Yeah, so engage each person that's there. With those place cards, you may even want to put the oldest person next to the youngest person. So they're Mm. hearing the stories from their great aunt. That's a great idea. yeah, I think I'll be intentional with that, too. And um, one story that comes to mind for me, it, I loved seeing this in action. I went to visit some good friends, the Gilbreths, down in the Birmingham area. <laughs> and they have two daughters, and we gathered for a meal. One thing I noticed was no cell phones were allowed at that's the table. I think that's rule. a great rule. Um, and as we were talking, I just was so impressed with how... Um, the father of that family was just prompting his daughter. Mm. Kinsley, you said you thought that was interesting. Lainey went to Alaska. Ask her about that. Yeah. Getting them She doesn't socialized. know how to do that yet. Yes. So, so just good. prompting her with that. And yeah. I think it's wonderful to um, really get your children used to conversing with adults. That's so important. Yeah. So good. Good tips. Yeah. Um, so that's... To me, one of the most important parts of the gathering is the conversations that are happening. So yeah. cultivate that in a good way. You can have a real dry turkey, but if you've got rich conversation, <laughs> that is right. it's a win. That's right. So we're implying that conversation is the most important part of Thanksgiving, but <laughs> Let's that's get real. probably not always the case. <laughs> Let's talk about the meal, the food, the dishes, all of the things we're going to overindulge in. And I would say, again, hopefully if you were invited to someone else's home, you have offered to bring something. Um, as the host... Probably a really good idea to have some appetizers ready. Oh, good If point. you're in the South, um, I would say they're probably all going to be mayonnaise-based. So <laughs> you're going to see pimento cheese, deviled eggs, um, any sort of dips. They're all going to be mayonnaise-based, and that's, that's right. fine because it's right. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Dukes. And you're probably going to see um, lots of wrappers of butter in the oh, cook's yeah. uh, trash can because that's it's, right. it's, Not a day, it's a day of butter. So... Um, let's see. Where should we start? Should we start with maybe the, the bird, the, the the main the main dish, the turkey? I think so. That bird that uh, I've only done this once. It is an intimidating. It piece is a of bit intimidating day to be in charge of, especially if you're doing a whole turkey, not just the breast. It can be a little intimidating. You know, I learned a few years ago though that brine really does make a difference. Yeah. I, th- I think that whole concept of just the salt causes it to hold the juice. I, mm. I got tickled thinking about when I go to the movies and eat popcorn that next morning, I always feel so <laughs> bloated. And I'm like, that's the whole that's, concept with the turkey. So I've never salt. done a dry brine. I've heard of a dry brine of just rubbing the salt, but yeah. I've only done an actual liquid brine. Okay. So Do you have a recipe you follow? I have a great recipe. Um, it comes from the pioneer woman. She's got a, my okay. favorite turkey brine Okay. Recipe. And 
It is salt water, but it's also got apple cider as the base cool. and some other wonderful things, orange peel and peppercorns and Ooh. brown sugar. It's good. And okay. so all of that kind of gets in that turkey before you ever cook it. We'll put that on the website. People might want to look into that. Yeah. So that's one way to keep get make sure it's juicy. I have only ever roasted a turkey. I've never done this yeah. frying nope. or smoking. Sounds amazing. Um, I've eaten fried turkey and it's wonderful, but I've never tackled that. I know it is, be careful if you are going to do that. Make sure there there are fires. So just be careful um, that your fryer is in a safe place and you're watching it. But um, smoking has become really popular with turkeys as well. The green egg. All those, yeah, egg users. I know you swear by that. We may try smoking it this year, but... um, Still thinking on that. Wait on me. Wait till I'm back next year. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Another thing that goes along with that turkey is the gravy. And um, if this is your first year ever cooking a whole turkey, one funny thing I want to tell you is make sure you reach inside that bird. Get those giblets out. And get those giblets out. It'll be in a bag. And you're actually going to want that for making your gravy. Yeah. But don't roast it with that inside because it's in a plastic bag, and I don't know what that I would don't look know what like. Would happen. <laughs> I'm sure we've got listeners that do. But anyhow, gravy needs uh, from scratch. That's one of the things I think is really important from scratch is actually making that with. You're going to even want to cook those parts, and and it can make good gravy. But um, that's an important piece. And now, uh, do do we? Well, I know the answer to this, but <laughs> do we stuff? The, uh, what would be referred to as the dressing into the bird, or do we leave that out? I have never stuffed it inside. I think it's pretty in the pictures, but I have never done that. You know, it's the South. We got lots of casserole dishes. That's true. Ours was always in a casserole dish. In fact, I was wondering, is that where we get dressing versus stuffing? In the South, I've always heard dressing. Right. I know some people say stuffing, and it had to, right, probably come from that, putting it in the inside. I would think I so. Know. I don't know. But, yes, in the South, we usually would we only We usually say dressing, dressing, cornbread dressing. Yeah. And, and it is from cornbread, but also can be from other breads. That's right. biscuits for the week. Our uh, great-grandmother would have been saving her biscuits and cornbread, and cornbread probably yeah. for a week, a week leading up to it to have it dried up and crunchy. Yeah, and, and that varied breads gives it... A good texture. You want to have... I'm a texture person. I already mentioned that. So those leftover things really crumble up nicely. And lots of fresh sage is important in your dressing as well. Now, cranberry sauce is an important part for me. I love that cranberry sauce. So This is a divisive topic, really. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, you're either pro-can or you're not. That's right. So... Different people have different thoughts. We're not saying one is right or wrong, though I will say I don't want mine from the can. But But if you're pro-can, you want the ridges. You want to see it. You want it sliced. (laughs) I can't even. It's so gross. No, but but there's a lot of people that love There are lovers. There really are. So if you love the can... Go Power for it. Go yes. for it. Some families I know even have both because they're divided on this. Okay. So they have the fresh and the can. That's a good way to resolve it. Just that put is a good way out. to resolve it. But I love that fresh. I love watching them pop open when they're cooking in that water and sugar. And that's 
one of my favorites. And my cranberry sauce even has some pineapple in it. So and good. I just love it. It's a in relish, fact, I always wonder. Right? It it's is. It's like a chutney relish. Kind of a, it is. Mm. And it's so good even, you know, a few days after. I'll That's tell you true. a couple of things I've done with it in we'll talk left later but in a little bit yeah love that sauce so that's how we do sauce what about sweet potatoes oh, you mentioned this earlier well this is first of all near and dear to there are many 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 casseroles at a southern really all sides <laughs> that we're discussing today are casseroles don't bring a salad to I a mean, southern thanksgiving just don't there's no there's really not even room there's for not it at room the on table. the table for that yeah um but we can do all kinds of casseroles. Sweet potato casserole is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So that's, y'all have probably had it with the brown sugar mm-hmm. and pecans. Now, do you do marshmallows? I don't like yeah. the marshmallows. I mean, it's, I will eat that if it's on the table. Right. I'm not knocking that, but my recipe does not have the marshmallows. Okay. But yeah. Well, the sweet potatoes could also be placed at the dessert table. Oh, it absolutely but, probably should. Yes, but, but yes, us southerners like are going to put it right to next turkey. to every other casserole. For the <laughs> and day. casseroles in the south, I mean, we can pretty much put French fried onions, Ritz crackers, or cornflakes on anything, anything. and make it <laughs> taste glorious. That's true. Um, and same for cheese. I have heard it said <laughs> cheese covers a multitude of sins. So that is. My weakness. I'm pretty sure that's one of my weaknesses. So I just even jotted down quickly green bean casserole, hash brown casserole, squash casserole, pineapple casserole, and corn pudding, which is a casserole. Um, All popular southern Thanksgiving sides. And what about rolls? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you're more of the bread person than I am. Bread, even amidst all of these casseroles that are... (laughs) Topped with breaded items. I mean, yeah. I'm a Sister Schubert fan. The Sister Schuberts are great. You can't go wrong. Especially, Wonderful. I'll probably be, probably be bringing those as well to Indiana because they'll travel well. And they I do travel well. I have around. had sometimes, again, control freak, giving the assignments out, have assigned Barbara's home cooking rolls to a Franklin person okay. to bring. They make glorious Pick rolls. those up. They probably are close to being I'd say sold you out. probably can't do that at this point. Probably have to. Yeah. Uh, By the time this airs. A, a week out, but probably. Yeah, they make wonderful rolls. So, um, yeah. Homemade can be great if you know how to make that yeast rise. And mm, that's hard. You just want to make sure you know what you're doing. Don't try that for the first time on Thanksgiving Day. That's true. Just, just go with somebody that's done it before, like Sister Schubert. Now, there's other... Must-haves for people. Mashed potatoes sure are yep. good with that That's homemade true. gravy. With gravy. That's good. Yeah, I like all potato casseroles, honestly, mm-hmm. whether it be mashed or more of the hash brown style. Even I just, scalloped. Scalloped. We love it I'm all. I'm really not partial to potato <laughs> casseroles. Uh, some people have to have mac and cheese. Now, as a cheese lover, I do love mac and cheese, but I don't miss it on this day. Yeah. There's plenty of other I would agree. Thanks uh, for yeah. me. If I were at a barbecue, I would miss it. But yes, yes, yes. On Thanksgiving Day, yeah, I would agree. Other choices. It could be skipped. Um, pies. You got oh, any favorite pies? I do. I love that pecan. I do, too. Love a pecan. I'm not so much of a pumpkin. But I Sorry. would miss it. 
but it probably. is pretty. Yeah, and it's if so I didn't seasonal. Get a bite even yeah. of pumpkin pie, I would miss it. Now I talked with a friend of mine from Texas recently that said sweet potato pie was really big in Texas. That she hadn't okay. seen sweet potato casserole until she was in Tennessee. Okay, so interesting. Maybe that's. A regional difference, yeah. but she said sweet potato pie was real popular okay. for them. That's good. And I love peanut butter pie any time Yum. of the year. Bring that on. I don't care what season. My husband <laughs> has turned me on to that big time. Yes. He loves it. He's good at making it. We've got a friend that comes every year that makes a wonderful apple pie. She sure does. Yeah. Always look forward to Joy's pie. And I also wanted to mention ice cream for said pie. That's true. <laughs> uh, good old Bluebell, straight from Texas, yes. is Bluebell. a good You're ice right. cream. You're right. You're just vanilla. It's we don't need any wild more flavors. expensive brand, but you it can is, taste it. It is, but you can tell it's yep. a good creamery. You so. can tell. And, um, of course, the beverage of choice for any Thanksgiving gathering. Sweet, Sweet tea. tea. Yeah. So that's a given. That's um, right. You can offer your guests water if they don't want sweet tea, but you can keep it simple. I think when you come when it comes to the beverages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what about leftovers? There's going to probably yeah. be dishes. You know, obviously the best ones are going to get gone, <laughs> but some things will be left over. So yeah. what do you typically do Many of do those for that? reheat well too. Yeah, many of those reheat well. Um, well, you're probably going to have leftover turkey. Um, dressing, cranberry sauce. So I've got a couple things I like. Um, I don't have a formal panini maker, but I love oh. a panini of turkey meat, cranberry sauce, and a little cheese. If you had pimento cheese left over, you could totally yum. do that. Um, but yeah, even just something even more bland since you've got the cranberry. Yeah. It's really a nice. That sounds yummy. Sandwich. Yes. Um, and then I have a recipe that's pretty easy. I'm not, I don't even really look at it anymore, but you get a roll of those crescent rolls. Okay. Unroll it all out into triangles. It actually would end up making, I think, 16 triangles and you make a wreath, a holiday wreath. So picture with the triangles, the longer side on the inside inside. and you're making a circle so that those points are going out, Uh put inside little mayonnaise, little turkey, little cranberry. Yum. You can chop up a little celery or walnuts, yeah. put in there, and then you fold them fold in, in so it looks like a wreath and bake it. So good. Oh my gosh. As a little sandwich, and it's so pretty. That's awesome. If you're pulling out your Christmas decorations, it'll get you in the mood. Oh, I so. love it. Well, I can't believe I forgot to mention, as we talked about the table setting, the most ambitious thing I've ever seen you create on Thanksgiving Day, which was the cornucopia. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to put a picture on our website so that people can see this and maybe even a link to how to do it. But the Horn of Plenty, right? That's, That's right. what cornucopia would be, was handmade one year um, that Lainey did. And was it all just crescent? Just from that, dough? Just dough, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, That when you said crescent from uh-huh. your leftover yeah. dish. That's what so you just roll, roll that out. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. It was really pretty so for the table. So find yourself with any amount of extra time on your hands, which not many people do, but if you do, check out the cornucopia on our website at Steel Magnolias Podcast. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We are um, excited for the season of the holidays that we're coming into with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes. We've got a lot on our heart, a lot of passions yeah. and exciting things we want to talk about. So we hope that you'll join us each week right here on the Steel Magnolias podcast. Yes. Count those blessings. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my friend Rob Ikes, who did our music for the uh, intro. He is a Grammy Award winning dobro player, also plays a gorgeous steel guitar, um, but he is on tour right now. It's Rob Ikes and Trey Hensley. His name is spelled unusual. It's I-C-K-E-S. So it's robandtrey.com. You can find out more on where they're playing. They're touring now. Um, Just hit Virginia and Asheville, North Carolina. We'll be coming to the Station Inn in January, as well as hitting Galveston, Baton Rouge, Gulfport. We'll keep you posted on some of those dates in the future as well. 